welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, as we just gather around your word today um, and this message that you've given me, Lord, I just pray that our hearts will be open, we'll receive what you want us to hear, and we'll take it to our hearts, and we will apply it to our lives. Lord, I just pray that we're obedient and that your Holy Spirit is fresh today. In Jesus' name, amen. So thanks, guys. Be seated. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I'll be honest with you, mothering's pretty hard. <laughs> I um, was just reflecting the other day. It was the middle of cactus hour. That's like between five and six o'clock. We call it cactus hour because chaos invariably just unfolds in the Harrison household. But you know what? I'm never allowed to have pity on myself because my mother-in-law had seven children. So thanks, Jules. <laughs> Thanks thanks for that a lot. Happy Mother's Day, guys. I hope, I hope you guys got to bless somebody today or be blessed because, like I said, mothering's hard. The theme this month is gifts. Pretty apt on Mother's Day, right? Last week we heard from Eleanor. It was a fabulous message, Elle. It was great. And she spoke about um, the gifts of the sun. Now today we're going to go through Romans 12. And it's a whole different list of gifts. And see, Romans 12 is the gifts of the Father. Now, the gifts of the Father is slightly different to what Eleanor preached about last week, but similar. Like the things of God, everything's fluid. It's never like chunk, chunk, chunk. It's all kind of mixed together and, yeah, it's here and, yeah, it's here. But today, the theme is the gifts of the Father. And the gifts of the Father is like embedded in our spiritual DNA, okay? It's embedded in who you are as a spiritual person and they're designed to motivate you as well as motivate others. So let's read in Romans 12, verse 6, 8. It says, We have different gifts according to the grace given each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. And if it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So they're the gifts that we're talking about today. Um, everyone has a combo of these gifts. Like you get a gift and you get a gift and you get a gift. It's like a Christmas special on Oprah. It's like everybody gets a gift. Everybody has a combo of these gifts. And gifts are fun, guys. I bet there was a whole lot of handmade beauties that were going out today. Paddle pop sticks and handprints and clay and beads and it's top stuff. And you got to wear it. <laughs> you got to hang it up. Gifts are fun. Unwrapping gifts is fun. Giving gifts is fun. Receiving them is cool. T- one tough thing about gifts unwrapping them in front of people sometimes that's rough because you've got to have the face you've got to be like the appropriate face of gratitude and excitement and oh this is amazing 
what if it's a garbage gift? And you're like, unfortunately, stuff like that is kind of written on my face before I have a chance to take it off. So you're like, oh, it's wonderful. I love it. I don't know what it is, but thanks. I remember my baby shower, actually. Man, you have to open those gifts in front of everyone. Everyone's pumped to give you, like, these cool little baby things. There's only so many excited faces you can have about some socks and some singlets. Oh, it's a bottle. Yay. Oh, it's a singlet again. Yay. I don't know what that thing is, but yay. (laughs) Opening gifts in front of people is tough. However... The gifts that our Heavenly Father gives us, they're designed to be opened in front of people, okay? It's, it's kind of weird and it's kind of trusting, but all of us are given gifts and to open them in front of people is the idea of the gift is not just for me. It's not just for you. The gift is for everyone. And so to prophesy, serve, teach, encourage, lead, showing mercy, it's weird if you just keep it to yourself, you open it like, oh, I'm a gift of en- I've got a gift of encouragement and I'm just going to sit around all day and I'm just going to encourage myself. So you're doing a great job, Erin. So you're mothering today, top-notch. Teaching today, fabulous. It's weird. You don't, just, you don't just have these gifts for you. You don't just realize it and then keep it. So you have to kind of realize it and open it up and have a lot of trust for people and say, this is my gift. Here you go. There's a lot of trust. There's a lot of vulnerability. But that's church. And that's life. We love you. And you love us. And it's all just, that's church life. It's like, I suppose, tearing off the wrapping of a cool present and not taking it out of the box. Even if it's a really cool present, you're like, oh, great present. I'll just leave it in the box. We don't do that. That's, that's just crazy. And it's it's sad. I think of Christmas in the Harrison household. It's like an unwrapping frenzy of wrapping paper. The kids are machines at unwrapping things. And you're like, here you go. And they're like, done. Yay. And then the next one. And you're like, just, whoa, just slow down. You have no idea how long that took me to wrap up that oddly shaped, weird, squishy thing. And you're just like, Done. It doesn't finish there, though, guys. The next thing is the unpackaging. You've got the ties and you've got the plastic. And Barbie dolls, their hair is sewn into the box. Did you know that? You've got to have, like, surgical precision to unstitch a Barbie's hair. Otherwise, it's stuffed. If anybody's ever had to unpackage a Barbie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Once you've unpackaged it, it still doesn't finish. Batteries. Oh, my goodness. So you've given your kid this fabulous gift and they're like so pumped and then you sneakily see on the side of the box, such a rookie mistake, battery's not included and then you've got to hunt around the house for like three 12-volt batteries and you're emptying like drawers and taking apart remote controls and in the meantime, the kid's like, Mum, mum, can I use it? Can I use it? I'm like, yep, yep, you can. I'm just trying to find some batteries. Batteries. Best mum ever. Happy Mother's Day, guys. <laughs> um, gifts of the Father, somewhat similar to unwrapping a normal gift. See, we have the gift and we unwrap it by recognising that we have it. 
okay? Then we unpack it. We take it out of the box by using it for everybody else, okay? Um, It's to benefit others. And the batteries we use are the Holy Spirit, okay? So we recognize, oh, I've got a gift. And then we're like, oh, use this gift. I'll bless Byron with this gift. I'll bless Linda with this gift. I'll bless the body of church with this gift. And I'll do that fueled by the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a beautiful kind of cycle. Let me read uh, Romans 12, verse 4 and 5. I need a tissue. I've got the sniffs. <laughs> oh, it's tissues everywhere now. So Romans 12, 4 and 5, it says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all of the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all of the others. Um, Our gifts are for the body, the church, and they're for each other. It says each member belongs to all of the others. Linda, can you come here? <laughs> You're in trouble because you are talking through my message. This is Linda, guys. Come, like, like here. So this is our lovely Linda. We love Linda. Linda and I, we belong to this church. We're planted in this church. We're friends, yeah? We're friends. But, you know, it actually goes deeper than just that. I belong to Linda. That's nice, isn't it, babe? But she belongs to me as well. It goes both ways. Um, and it's this sense of deep belonging that we should have for each other. Not just, oh, yeah, we go to the same church together. Not just, yeah, we're friends. We belong to each other. Thanks, Linda. Can, we love Linda. <laughs> Not only do I just belong to Linda, Linda needs me to use my gifts for her. I need Linda to use her gifts for me. It makes for a a mature and healthy church. Um, Let me show you guys a picture. Is it up? Get the picture. Okay, this is Stephen Hawking. He's one of our... Um, this century is like top-notch physicist and cosmologist and he just, he's a smart guy. Um, But he has uh, motor neuron disease. Um, Motor neuron disease is a specific disease. He has a very rare kind of it um, that causes the death of your neurons in your brain. And it stops the control of your muscles. Now, his body parts and muscles, if you have motor neurodisease, it will stop the communication between muscles, between um, just body, body bits. Don't communicate anymore because the neurons are not firing. Okay? And if one body part isn't communicating with another body part, the function stops. Okay? And if one body part isn't working, it actually stops another body part from being able to do their job. And hence, the whole body is actually affected because of the inability of these body parts to communicate properly with each other. 
so it is with church, guys. To be a healthy and thriving church, each body part, each of you, needs to be communicating and serving and acting in your giftings for each other, healthily. We can take the picture down now if you like. So if we use the gifts bestowed on us by our Heavenly Father, the health of our church is significantly affected for the good. It, it becomes like vital. It becomes victorious. It becomes healthy and good and effective. An ineffective church is a church full of people that don't communicate and use their gifts. And I suppose to the wider society, we would look like a crippled church. We would look like a crippled person because our body parts are not functioning properly. Um, So let's be healthy, guys. So what are the gifts of the Father? What are your gifts? Let me read Romans 12, 6 to 8 again. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Whoa, it's quite a list, isn't it? Prophesy, serving, teaching, encouragement, giving, leadership, mercy. Let me unpack it. I'll give you an analogy. You're at the Lord Ashley Bar in Terrigal. You're with a group of your favourite peeps, right? And you're just having a fabulous time celebrating something great, yeah? Just laughing, yeah, it's fun, it's great. Waitress comes over laden with, like, beverages. So she's coming over to you guys, trips and down she goes. There's glass, there's beverage, there's mess everywhere. Just hit the pause button. What each person in your group does in that moment, in that situation, is a good indication of what your giftings are from the Father. And so let me go through each of them. If you're a person that has a gift of prophecy, okay, you instantly go, oh, something was playing on that waitress's mind. Okay, she, she didn't have a mind on the job. You know what? I think that she's really worried about her, whatever. A person who has the gift of prophecy sees the truth and underlying um, facts of a situation. They really see what's going on, okay? And they also can speak the truth of God, the truth of his word into a situation. So the gift of prophecy is like insight. If you have the gift of prophecy, you will often find that you understand a situation, even though nobody's actually said something. Or someone will be faking a kind of situation, and you think, oh, that's not true. You've got, you've got no real basis to understand why that is. We go, mm, no, that's not true. The gift of prophecy has insight into truth, okay? And so the ability to see what's really going on and to speak the truth of heaven into a situation. Now, the person with the gift of serving, they meet, man, they're like straight into it. They're, okay, I have to go pick, they're into it. They're picking stuff up. They're cleaning things up. They've gotten a, a 
a bucket and is putting all the glass in, they didn't hesitate. They're straight in cleaning that up. They don't go, is anyone going to clean up? Nope, they're straight there. Servants have the ability just to get in. They see what needs to be done and they do it. And they do it cheerfully. And they don't look around to see, is anyone going to? No, they're just there. Servants, they do it cheerfully and they do it um, without feeling begrudged for doing it. Okay, so they just serve. The ability to practically help somebody. A person who is, uh, has a gift of teaching, they go up to the, uh, the waitress a little bit later and they tactfully um, say, look, you didn't, your, your way of holding your tray is probably not the most effective way. Listen, let me give you, I'll invite you to like a three-day course on the effective carrying of beverages and, yeah, we'll just go from there. I really encourage you just to, there's, there's a better way to doing what you're doing. So a person with a teaching gift, they just explain things well. They know how to do something and they know how to communicate that to other people really simply. Okay? If you are a person that has a gift of encouragement, instantly they are, they're, the person, the other, the serving person's cleaning up. So the gift of encouragement person has come around and said, "Oh, darling, you're, are you are you okay? And look, you're you're not a bad waitress. You're really quite a good waitress. I saw you over there. You're an excellent waitress. I just really want to encourage you. Okay, don't feel bad about this situation. And so they encourage them, like build them back up again. That's what an encourager does. And a person that has a gift of encouragement, are you yawning? Don't yawn." <laughs> a person with a gift of encouragement <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually a teacher, so that I <laughs> A person with a gift of encouragement has the ability to encourage genuinely and to build somebody up. They're sincere and they're natural about it. An encourager just doesn't gush random stuff. It's authentic and it comes naturally in a, in a natural kind of context. If you're a person that has a gift of giving, they, in the waitress situation, they're out of the scene. They've actually gone back to the um, cash register to buy a whole new round of drinks. They're also paying for the breakages and they've given the waitress a massive tip. So a person with a gift of giving... They just have this ability to give financially and materially without feeling the stretch, without overthinking it, without going, oh, that, that was a big give. No, they, they just give. They just give. And I, I don't think they really think about it much afterwards. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a need. I, I will give to that need and done. That's the, that's the gift of giving. Um, I've got two more to go. Are you with me? Good. No more yawning, Frosty. (laughs) The person with a gift of leadership, in this situation, they are facilitating and overseeing everybody doing their job. They're like, right, Chris Brown is perfect at this. He's like, right, this person do this, this person do that, right, you're doing the cleanup, right, you're doing it, okay, good. And then they make sure that the rest of the proceedings of the evening run absolutely smoothly. So a person with the gift of leadership, they actually facilitate and make sure everybody else is using their gifts 
to the best of their ability. So a leader will see that person is gifted in that, that person is gifted in that, this is what we need, right, you do this, you do that, perfect. All right, that's what a leader does. And a person with the gift of mercy, in this situation, they don't care that the drinks have been spilled. They don't care that the celebration has been disrupted. All they see is that person hurting and they empathise with them. And I guess the mercy person and the encourager, they're like tag teaming it. They're like, no, the mercy person's like, it's fine. Are you okay? Are you all right? Yeah, I know this kind of stuff happens. And so a person with a gift of mercy actually has this really authentic ability to empathise with a person where they're at, at a specific time. It's not forced, it's not weird, it's just they understand and they listen. Okay? Does that clear things up for us? It's good. All right, what time we got? Cool. Just going to blow my nose. Okay, we're good. Um, at this point, I want to say this about gifts. Don't compare. All right? You all have a combo of gifts, but don't compare. See, if you've got the leadership gift, don't be looking down on the serving person. All right? If you've got a gift of prophecy, don't think that you're more Spiro than a teacher. Everybody's got a combo of these gifts and none of these gifts in this list are any more important than the others because you can't actually function in your gifting if other people are not functioning in their giftings. You need people to function in their giftings, whatever it is. If you're the leadership person, you need the serving person to function in their giftings, okay? So we need each other equally to work out our giftings and to work in our giftings for each other. And the other thing about that is I want to say don't undervalue your gift, all right? So the portion of gift you've been graced with is the portion that you've got. For example, if you're an encourager and there's, then there's another encourager in the church, but they're like snazzy. They, they're like real people person and they gather people around and people love to be around them and they're like bold and exciting and they encourage and empower. They're doing their job good. But you look at that and you're like, oh, my gift is not as cool as that. Even though we're both encouragers, I, they do it way better. And so... You feel kind of down on yourself because maybe you're a quiet person. Maybe you don't like massive crowds. Maybe you like to encourage people one-on-one. That's okay. See, the gifts you have are given by your heavenly Father. And the portion you have is exactly right for you and your church. Who are you to say what you have is not enough? It's given to you by God. What you have is enough Okay, and exactly right. And see, you have a a certain measure that God gives you that you just have to have the faith that that is enough. And now lastly, faith and gifts are intrinsically linked. See, in verse 3, it says, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. 
you have a certain measure of faith that comes with your gifts, okay? And faith, it grows and it stretches as it's used. So do your gifts when you use them and develop them. So you may be given this portion to start with, but that will grow as you use it. As your faith grows, your gift will grow. Um, And for example, um, say you have the gift of prophecy and you're like, yeah, I think you're just starting out in it. I I feel like I have a gift of prophecy. You're not going to go all Fergus McIntyre on us the first time you're like, yeah, I think... I think I have a gift of prophecy. No, 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 because that's crazy, all right? It's not in your faith sphere. So it would be working outside your sphere of faith. Um, But if you are willing to use your giftings, if you are led by the Holy Spirit, and there's the key, when you are led by the Holy Spirit in your giftings, they stretch, they grow, and so does your faith. And it's all not just to benefit you. It's to benefit our church. It's to benefit each other and it's to benefit out there, okay? It's not just for this. Our giftings are not just for each other. They're not just for our church. They're also for out there. So people can see that is a healthy church and we are functioning to help people come into our church. All right, cool. Got some homework for you guys. Is that I'll get some some hand I'll get some handy class helpers. If you could hand out the sheets, please. I've given you guys a questionnaire. Knowing what your giftings are, you've all got an inkling. You all have an idea, like one of those rings or a couple of those ring true in you. But you're probably second guessing yourself. So let's do a questionnaire. Um Hopefully it will affirm what you already have an inkling about or help you discover what gifting you are. We're not doing it in church. This is homework. You take it home, you fill it in. I want you to do it prayerfully and I want you to do it truthfully, okay? Don't think, I would really like to be a leader. So I'm going to try and answer every question. I'm going to guess what the leadership question is. Don't do that. I'm not answering your question. (laughs) You go and you fill it in at home, okay? You fill it in prayerfully and truthfully. Read the instructions. It's quite um, detailed, so take your time, all right? And look, it's a questionnaire. It's not the be-all and end-all of everything, and it doesn't cement in stone exactly what your gifts are. It's a nifty tool to help you along the way, all right? So treat it as something that can help you realize your gifts, not something that dictates your gifts to you, all righty? Promise me you'll do it. There'll be a test on it next week. All right. Has everyone got a questionnaire? Who does? Oh, you ran out. (laughs) It's all right. Look. We will get some more. And if you didn't get a questionnaire, go and see Frosty. That's nice passing the buck, isn't it? (laughs) Catch that football. Go and see Frosty if you didn't get a questionnaire at the end of the service. 
Uh, He's fine with it. All right, in closing, guys, all of you have gifts, okay? If that's all I can get you to understand today and stick with you, all of you have gifts, okay? All are important. None are more important than others. They're bestowed by God the Father. So they're special gifts. They're significant gifts. Um, And they're to keep our church body healthy and thriving. That's the key here. Our gifts, all of you have them. They're significant gifts. They're for each other. And they're for our church to be vital and thriving in our community. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you will help us. You'll help us realize our gifts. You'll help us to be bold in using our gifts, Lord God. You'll help us to be a healthy and thriving and exciting and giving church, Lord God. I pray that we'll really get that revelation of Our giftings are for each other. I just pray that we are led by your Holy Spirit, that we have an ear turned to heaven. So during our days, we can just bless people with the gifts that you have given us. I pray that every person will be excited right now by the gifts that you gave them. And I pray, Lord God, that you would just partner with us just to build your church. I thank you, Father, for your love for us. I thank you how you look at us. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Dot net.